Hey friends, welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast with Audrey Hickman Hunter. I'm Audrey and I'm your host and I'm so happy that you're here. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure that you check us out wherever you subscribe to your podcasts. Every other Tuesday, we have on some awesome guests to come and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the No Wrong Turns podcast with Audrey Hickman Hunter on your podcast player so you will never miss an episode. Hey friends, happy Tuesday. How are you all doing? If you're listening to this episode around the time it airs, then we are just coming off of a long Memorial Day weekend. If you're listening to this and have served, I just want to thank you for your service. This weekend, as I was able to enjoy some time up north with my cousins and my aunt and my uncle. I hope that you're all able to take some time off this past weekend to get some rest and get refreshed. Friends, if you are interested in being in a small group setting for listening, discussion, and action work with the main focus on racial justice and re- reconciliation, I would invite you to consider joining my book club. Our May and now June book is Minor Feelings by Kathy Park Hong. If you're interested in joining the conversation, our next book club meeting will be on Tuesday, June 15th at 7.30 p.m. Chicago time. DM us on our social medias at No Wrong Turns Pod or email us at NoWrongTurnsPod at gmail.com for more details. Listeners, welcome to our 41st episode. In this episode, we have Ben K. Hewitt. Today on the podcast, Ben will share about the big pivot that happened to him in his junior year of high school that changed the direction of his life, plans, and passions. Ben is a recent graduate of Samford University and is currently working towards his MDiv in preaching and pastoral ministry at Southeastern Baptist Theological Seminary. Currently, Ben is serving in his local church in the middle school student ministry position. Ben is also a fellow podcaster. During this pandemic and COVID season, he started his podcast called Listening to Leaders. In this podcast, Ben sits down with predominant Christian leaders from all areas of life to hear their story and to share about how God has changed their life. You are for sure going to want to lean in and not miss hearing Ben's story as he highlights his passions of speaking and writing, leading and learning, and the local church. No matter if this is your story and you can relate to him or not, I believe that there is something in this episode for you. One listener note is that for one listener note for context is that Ben and I pre-recorded this episode just before the Super Bowl in early 2021. All right, here's my conversation with Ben. Welcome back to the No Wrong Turns podcast. Today on the podcast, we have Ben Hewitt. Hey, Ben. Hey, how are you doing, Audrey? I'm doing well. How about yourself? I'm doing good. I'm excited for this conversation. Awesome. Can you introduce yourself to the listeners? Kind of give a little 30 second intro, who you are, where you're from, any fun facts? Yeah, of course. So um, my name is Ben. I'm originally from Tampa, Florida. So I'm a Buccaneers fan. And right now, as we're recording this, the Bucks are about to play in the Super Bowl. So that's exciting. I got married in June. So, um, June 13th COVID wedding. Mm. So I'm grateful for that. And right now I, um, live in Birmingham, Alabama, went to school at Sanford and I work, um, at a church here in Birmingham. So. Awesome. So you said you grew up in Florida. So can you tell us a little bit about what life was like for you growing up? anything um, that you were interested in uh, in elementary, middle school that um, impacted your story or any kind of hobbies that really stuck out to you? Yeah. So um, growing up, I actually played baseball. Uh, I loved baseball. Favorite sport, played that from, I mean, pretty much when I started walking. And so baseball was pretty much my life from when I was little up through high school. And it's crazy because we'll get into this, but my story really pivots and kind of goes in a completely different direction. And my life has gone a completely different direction than what I thought it would originally start as. 
um, thought I would be a baseball player, used to dream of being in the, in the major leagues. And obviously that didn't happen. I was really never good enough for that. But as a little kid, that was, that was my dreams. So that was a lot of my life growing up. And um, yeah, so, but throughout that, it's cool looking back and just seeing little moments where I was grown and, and passions were there that I had not yet truly discovered. Um, I've kind of always been artistic in a way of I've enjoyed reading and enjoyed writing. And so I was even that way when I was younger. And that's kind of really where my passions go is towards reading and I mean, towards writing and speaking and doing things of that manner. Um, so yeah, um, when I was younger, baseball was everything, but my story really pivots from there and um, I'm glad it did. So Awesome. So were you, was it like, af, uh, like out of school teams or did you have like, cause I only, where, where I grew up, it, you only had baseball, like, uh, in high school maybe and mm-hmm. college, but before that it was a bunch of little league games, which my brother was in. So I just remember being on the bleachers or like at the park. <laughs> yeah, we had, uh, <laughs> we, I mean, I played little league and then, um, in Florida, baseball was year round. So we would play travel ball and we would just play all the time. And so really that's all I had time for. And so I stopped playing baseball my junior year of high school. I realized I wasn't really good enough, wasn't really playing. And that's really where I honed into um, where I felt like the direction of, of my life and what I was supposed to do with my life. And so around that time was also when I committed to go into the ministry and, and work for um, a church and just really have a passion for speaking and, and building relationships with people and, and also writing as well. So um, my, I would say my junior year of high school is where things really pivoted, but yeah, I've, to answer your question, yes, we would have little league um, <laughs> games and AU and, and stuff like that. So baseball was, it was um, all the time, but yeah. Awesome. So then, um, when you, you play that mainly all through high school, so, and you said you didn't have time for anything else. Was there, there, uh, was there any, um, other parts of your story that you wanted to kind of highlight, like leading into high school or your beginning years of high school? Yeah. So I, growing up, I was, um, I was really shy. So I was the quiet kid really kind of didn't understand where I belonged. I always felt like I kind of didn't fit in and, and, and like, I hadn't really discovered who I was and really embraced that. And so I remember career rise when I realized I wasn't going to be a baseball player and started getting practical. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a dentist, oh, wow. uh, just because I didn't really think about it though. I don't even really <laughs> like the dentist. So it's just kind of something, I think I just wanted the, the financial security and um so but that was my freshman year of high school and um yeah i just i always struggled like figuring out who i was and really didn't figure that out until college about middle um sophomore year of college is when i kind of figured out um and embraced who i was and mm-hmm. i know we'll get into that a little bit but mm-hmm. yeah so i was always i was the shy kid growing up kind of struggled finding my place, finding my identity and really discovered that throughout college. So you, um, you mentioned a little bit earlier about, um, like writing and reading, was that still like a passion that was kind of like, uh, running through at this time as well? Yes. So I remember reading, I would love reading the Bernstein bears. I don't know if you read those Audrey. (laughs) Yeah. I love those books. So I would read those nonstop. And I also read some other books, but I loved reading. I loved going to the library and, um, but I always kind of hit it because people on, when I was, I was trying to be like a jock or an athlete. And so I would kind of hide the things that I thought were weird. And so I remember hiding this passion that I had for reading and writing because I was under the impression that it was weird and uh, which was completely false, but yeah. So those passions were really had those passions ever since I can remember as a young kid as well. Awesome. Today's episode is brought to you by Omeo. 
Omeo is a travel booking platform that makes planning a journey in Europe and North America effortless. Just enter your travel details and Omeo will magically give you a train, a bus, a flight, and ferry options for your journey. It's never been simpler to book a real first vacation for 2021. Best of all, using Omeo saves you time and money, and that's a win-win in our books. Omeo wants to help you leave your house this summer by offering you a 5% off discount on your next booking. Just head to omeo.com. That is www.omio.com and use the code LISTENER5. That is L-I-S-T-E-N-E-R-5. Five as in the number at checkout. And this is valid until June 30th for all new users on all modes of transportation. And that's just the pick me up 2021 needs. Omeo. Plan, book, and love the journey. Terms and conditions apply. You all can see the show notes for the Omeo link and details. All right, back to Ben's story. I'm just kind of curious, like for the writing wise, what were you, were you writing like short stories or poems or what kind of, I don't know, style or just kind of whatever you wanted to? Yeah. I mean, I remember I would, I would love, I would kind of write stories. I I wrote stories. I had a little composition notebook and so Mm -hmm. I would kind of write stories in that and just kind of write fictional stories. I thought I wanted to be a fictional um, like write a fictional author or write a fictional book one day. And so I would kind of like practice those and try to like mimic different books that I read. And, um, I would uh, write like letters to authors and stuff like that. Oh. Um, but yeah, I would, I would kind of just do that, um, in a little composition notebook and would really look forward to whenever I was given a writing assignment in school. And, um, one time I actually, so I wear glasses Mm-hmm. Um, Audrey, you can see that because yeah. we're on a Zoom call. But for those listening to this podcast, you might not know that. Um, I've worn glasses all my life and I wrote a short story one time um, in fifth grade. They said to write a story about your best friend. And I wrote about my glasses because oh. I said my glasses <laughs> have always been there and they're always my friend, which was kind of sad, but also I look back on it and my wife and I laugh. Um, she, she still has the, the paper that I wrote and sometimes she'll tease me about it, but, um, yeah, so I would always love doing short stories and stuff. So did you, um, meet your wife when you were in like elementary school too? No, I met her in college, but, okay, um, but she's got my the story. mom. Yeah. My mom gave her the piece of paper. My mom kept it. So she <laughs> gave it, she awesome. passed it on to my wife. Yeah. That's so fun. Um, all right. So you were mentioning, uh, that something happened to you junior year of, uh, high school. So I'm just curious, um, if you wanted to kind of unpack that part of your story and maybe anything, um, that we missed, uh, catching on leading up to that part. Yeah, I would, I would love to. Um, so this is really, it was a very transformational time in my life. Um, so, based on just other decisions with people in my family without diving into too much detail, um, had some people really struggle with addiction. And so that really, i actually have a twin brother. Um, and so that was something that really came about junior year, something that really uh, junior year of high school, something that really affected him and I, and, um, that was something. So I'm, I'm a Christian. And so, um, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. And so that was a time where in my faith, um, it became really real. And also that was a time in my life where, um, I really had to depend on God and lean on God. And that was a time where I felt God calling me into the ministry. And up before that time, I was, like I said, really quiet, really shy, didn't take risks, didn't step out. And my junior year when I was, 16 years old, I felt this strong call to, to go into ministry and to serve the church and to work in a church. And more specifically though, to, to really spend my life speaking and, and sharing the good news of of the gospel and Mm -hmm. of who God is. And so, um, that happened my junior year and, um, I was just, uh, I got a question. I'm just kind of curious. Was this like something that, uh, 
you just felt like in your quiet times, like reading your Bible mm-hmm. or were people like your leaders, like kind of speaking this over you or how did, how did that kind of manifest? I'm just curious. Yeah. Uh, probably honestly, a little bit of both. So honestly, um, so that the high school that I went to was like a, a Christian high school. And so it was connected to a church mm-hmm. and I really looked up to, to my pastor and he spent a lot of time mentoring me and, and being there for me. And I actually have a podcast that is really birthed out of that, of what um, he did for me and, and just an idea of the value of listening to people mm-hmm. and, and really just having an ear for learning. And so he really took me under his wing during this time. And I was actually in a Bible study with him. And so I just kind of got to see the life that he lived and just saw how, even though they didn't, his family didn't, I mean, they didn't have a ton of money. Pastors don't really make a lot of money. And so uh, I just saw that though. And I saw how fulfilled his life was and really just felt this tug towards that and didn't really know um, how to describe it. And it was Mm -hmm. just a lot of, so as a, as a Christian, uh, for those of you listening who might not be Christians, or for those of you are, is um, I believe that the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, and so it was something where I really felt the Holy Spirit really just laying that in front of me, and it was something that didn't, I didn't, couldn't really comprehend at first because, like I said, it's just such a pivot from this quiet, shy kid mm-hmm. that never stepped out, and then having this tug towards this calling where all you do is step out and you speak in front of people and and you live this, this bold, uncomfortable life. And that was just something that I had never done and never really seen until my pastor um, really modeled that for me. And, and also just other people. I remember my Bible teacher was really influential and spent time pouring into me. And so it was a combination of both where people came alongside me and Mm -hmm. it was kind of God presented this, this calling and, and made it clear. And, something that I tried to ignore, but because of these people that, that he surrounded me with, they really helped me to be able to pursue it and to not back off of it mm-hmm. and to be afraid of it. And sadly, I think, honestly, um, I won't go off on a tangent too much, but I, I would really love to just speak into, I, it can be hard sometimes when people feel a calling towards something. And especially when that calling is uncomfortable, yeah. I, I think our first instinct as people is to back away from that and to be afraid to take risks, to be afraid what people are going to think. And I would encourage you, if it is something where you feel called to it, and especially if you feel called by God to it, pursue that. And, and, and really, um, for me as a Christian, that's where my hope comes from, because I know no matter what happens, and, and I love the, the purpose and, and the, um, the meaning behind this podcast of you know, no wrong turns. Um, and, and just really having hope that whatever we do, um, uh, we can trust that we are fulfilled, um, by God and that, that, that is my foundation. And so if that is your foundation, I think, um, that's great. And so pursue what God is putting in front of you. And if that isn't your foundation, I would really just kind of ask yourself what, what's fulfilling you and to really kind of just ask yourself, what are your priorities and to end up just kind of pursue making that a, a priority or to give that a shot. So I didn't mean to go off on a tangent there, but that was just something totally um, that fine. really impacted me. Um, but yeah. So after, did you kind of, uh, as you were like hearing this call from God about kind of doing almost like a one eighty in your per, uh, personality tendencies, mm-hmm. um, did you uh, share this with anybody or, uh, were you kind of keeping it to yourself thinking, are you sure God mm-hmm. or yeah. uh, um, uh, what happened next? Yeah. Great question. Uh, at first, I think I tried to keep it to myself and then really it was just a lot of the Holy spirit just pulling me out of that shell. Mm-hmm. And I just felt him just chiseling that shell and, and it's crazy. I mean, I, so within that year from my junior to senior year in high school, I went from quiet shy kid. And then senior year, I was actually the chaplain of the school. And I found myself like preaching in chapel in front of like 600 students. And it was just this complete 180 of like, wow, I would have never ever been comfortable doing something like that. But then suddenly I had this passion for it. And it was this thirst and this hunger to share the gospel, not just to 600 people, but to everybody that 
that I, that I interacted with and to represent that gospel through the life that I lived. And it was just something I never would have done that. I was just the kid that kept to myself. Mm -hmm. I never really reached out to the stranger. And suddenly I was doing that. And a lot of that really is just the power of the Holy Spirit um, guiding me in that. But it was a complete 180. Today on the podcast, we have sponsor Ana Luisa Jewelry. Ana Luisa was founded to bring clarity to the jewelry industry. They have spent many years working for traditional luxury brands. The dubious manufacturing and retail markups did not seem right to them. Ana Luisa wanted to write a more beautiful story from beginning to end, starting with recycled materials whenever possible, transparent business practices always, and single batch designs that are unique to our earth. Anna Luisa creates sustainably crafted pieces that bring joy to the, those who wear them and to those who make them, with the conviction that luxury can be enjoyed without excess. One piece that I enjoy wearing is the Anna Gold Necklace. It's perfect for layering and could be worn by itself, or I can add a pen to it as well. Today we have a code, No Wrong Turns Pod 10, which you can use for 10% off your next order. Check out AnnaLuisa.com. That code is N-O-W-R-O-N-G-T-U-R-N-S-P-O-D-1-0 at www.analuisa.com. All right, back to Ben's story. What were your friends and um, family's reaction? Did it, were they really shocked and surprised or? Yeah, um, they were very shocked at first. A lot of them, they were supportive, some doubted. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's something that everybody goes through when they commit to something, you're going to have people that doubt you and people that support you. And um, it was a lot of having to, try to ignore the the doubt and people mm -hmm. saying you can't do this people knowing that i was i mean i never really qualified and um just trusting that that is something that god was calling me to and mm -hmm. thankfully even though nobody in my family was in ministry they were very supportive and i think it was just something where they just saw the the change in me where uh, they just saw where my fulfillment was and, and that it was really just something where I was never fulfilled before that. And I was always searching, always wondering who I was. And suddenly it kind of just clicked. And it was something that continued to grow because it was something that still I lacked a lot of things and discovered even more things in, in, um, in my time in college. But yeah, it was it was a mix of having to balance that. Uh, but I just ultimately had to trust that like, okay, this is what God is calling me to. This is what I'm going to do. And a lot of it was uncomfortable. And I know Audrey, I mean, you can probably relate to that with things like launching a podcast is yeah. not necessarily comfortable and can be scary. And it can just be doing, doing things where you're putting yourself out there and you're communicating a message it, it's vulnerable and it can be uncomfortable. So it was, it was uncomfortable at times, but I also was thankful for having a lot of support around me as well. Yeah. It's like a lot of kind of growing pains. It's, it's good, but yes. sometimes painful in kind of stretching yourself, um, to, to learn new things and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And it also reminded me the importance of surrounding myself with people that number one, truly knew me and valued me, but people that also supported me because knowing that I had these, this support, of people around me also then gave way to I was more receptive towards their insight of like if they had corrections for me I would was more receptive of it but just the importance of surrounding yourself with good people that actually value you mm -hmm. because a lot of people might want to tear you down and it's out of jealousy and insecurity yeah. but so it's really important to surround yourself with people that care about you and want to see you succeed um, in what you do. Yeah, I think that's really good. Um, just kind of the the circle of people that you you let influence you, not necessarily the mm -hmm. circle of people that you're around all the time, but mm -hmm. just uh, the I think there's definitely people that you have in your life that you know are always going to be kind of bringing you down and negative and like pointing out all these 
you know, things, right. but so there's some people that are just, you know, in your life. But I think yeah. knowing the circle of influence of people who can like speak into your life and mm-hmm. like having that distinction, I think was really transformational for myself at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. So I'm, I'm curious, this happened, you said when you were around uh, 16. Yes. Mm-hmm. So before, be before then were what were I'm curious if you had any thoughts about college and then I'm curious like if they changed after this like what yeah, what you so, were thinking about you know kind of either if you if you knew you're gonna go to college or like if you knew you were gonna go for a certain major and you changed because of this change mm-hmm. yeah I I knew I was gonna go to college but before this I I didn't really know what I wanted to do mm-hmm. I mentioned uh possibly being a dentist. And so oh, yeah. I thought about doing that. And, but that was just a short thing. I, I really just wanted, when I was younger, I'm like, what can I do to make a lot of money? And I thought, okay, first thing dentist. And it was just a random thing. I after never even liked baseball player, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> after baseball players. So dentist number two, but yeah, I always knew I wanted to go to college just because I was, that was something that my parents had always told me of like, you know, you should go to college. But I also have learned that there are people that haven't gone to college and that's completely okay. You don't need to go to college to succeed in life. But for me, I was just, you know, I'll, I'll go to college. And so that was just something that was kind of expected. And um, yeah, I ended up majoring in history at college actually though. Oh, cool. So how did you make that, make that decision as you were like in your last couple of years of, of high school, what, what was prompting you, you to do that? towards my college decision. Yeah. I guess kind of about your major. And then also if you want to go into, um, like how you chose your college, if, because it sounds like in your intro that you went a little bit further from home, you didn't stay in Florida. Yes. Yeah. So I went to Sanford university actually, um, in Birmingham, Alabama. So it was a smaller school. We only had about like 6,000 students, but fantastic school. Absolutely loved it. And I knew going in to college that I wanted to do something different than religion. I didn't want to major in religion. I just kind of wanted to have a a broader knowledge. And so I decided to do history uh, just because I knew I loved reading. And so I've always kind of had a fascination for history. And so I was like, I'll do history. And so I ended up doing history and, and minoring in religion. Um, But I really just wanted to go to a, a, a Christian school a school that could really grow me uh, in my walk towards a career in ministry. But also I wanted a school that wasn't going to surround me in a bubble Mm -hmm. of just surrounding me with people who are just like me. And so Sanford was a great, uh, great fit for that. And it really challenged me because there were people there that had different beliefs than me. And I think that's a good thing because it it stretched me and it forced me to grow. And that's why Sanford uh, and, and college was just such a formative time for me that really grew me and, and being away from home I always mm-hmm. knew I wanted to get out of Florida and and experience something new and also be on my own forced to become my own person kind of away from my family and so it was something that that I kind of I always knew I wanted to get out of Florida for school Gotcha. I'm kind of just curious because I have never been to Alabama. So mm-hmm. could you tell the listeners maybe like, what are some like quintessential, like Alabama, like this is Alabama. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just I, curious. This is no, this is a great question. Cause I always mess with people from Alabama for this because Alabama people, number one, Alabama people, if you're Florida from Florida, they give Floridians a hard time. They call Florida the basement of the United States. Oh, wow. And so I got a lot of beef for being from Florida. They don't really like the Gators. Everybody up here has a huge obsession with Alabama or Auburn. Okay. And so it's almost like a, it's sometimes you think a civil war is going to happen between Auburn Gosh. fans and Alabama fans. They're just so passionate about it. It's crazy. And they just stick to their sides. But in Birmingham, a lot of people are Alabama fans. So a lot of people, you'll hear a lot of Roll Tide mm-hmm. and sayings like that, which me being a Gators fan gets really annoying. But <laughs> um, they're sweet up here. Yeah. Definitely Southern hospitality is a thing. 
Mm-hmm. I love that. The fried chicken is really good. There's, I, I love also the restaurant scene. Oh my gosh. The restaurant scene is really good. And so I love finding, they have like these mom and pop restaurants that will have some fried chicken and stuff. But Birmingham is, is pretty city, not as city as Tampa, but it's, it's, it's city, but there's also some rural areas around it. So I remember in Florida, I would think like, oh my gosh, Alabama is just this desert of there's nothing there's no Publix within like 50 miles, but Birmingham has a lot of cool stuff, but I don't think I, I don't think I could do the rural lifestyle outside of Birmingham. Wow. Well, that's a good uh, taste because I, like I said, I don't think maybe I've driven through because I know my, Uh my friends and I have done a uh, road trip before to Mm -hmm. down to Florida and and I'm in Chicago, but I couldn't tell you if if I did or not. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) I didn't pick up anything. Yeah, well, it's definitely not as cold as Chicago. Yeah, I just that. dumped a bunch <laughs> of snow over here. So, but I'm kind of enjoying it because it, it it's just kind of nice. Like it just the mm-hmm. wintry vibes, but I'll yeah. probably like not say that in a couple of days when I'm trudging yeah. through the snow, but. Right, when you're having to shovel it, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, Awesome. I just want, kind of want a little taste for our listeners and also mm-hmm. to myself. I was just curious. So you uh, moved to Birmingham and uh, I'm, did it, you spent four years in school or did you take where you, was it a little quicker or longer for you? Yeah. So I, I spent four years and then I got married in June. So right when I graduated in May, I just actually graduated in May, 2020. Oh, and, congratulations. Um, got married in June. Thank you. Yeah. A lot of big life transitions. I know. I know all during coronavirus. So we didn't have a graduation, but thankfully I was able to have the, the wedding, which was way more important. Awesome. So um, I'm just curious, as you were in your last couple of years of college, you were finishing up your major and kind of deciding for next steps. What were you planning on doing for your next steps? Were you planning on going to more school or did you kind of want to get out and work? I'm not sure what you would do Mm -hmm. with a history major besides maybe (laughs) research or (laughs) yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm, sure. I'm, I'm throwing that out there. I have no clue. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And I didn't know either. I oh, okay. never planned to do something with a history degree. I was just kind of doing it just to, I, I liked history and I just kind of wanted to broaden my knowledge. A lot of people will go and do PhD stuff, but I'm not built that way. Mm-hmm. And I knew though, when I graduated, I knew I wanted to do seminary. And so okay. I'm in seminary right now uh, with an online, I'm doing like an online program. So I'm working nice. on my end of Ooh. Um, yeah. Are, so are you, have you started Greek or Hebrew yet? Not yet. That is, uh, next semester actually. So. Awesome. Get your flashcards ready. I also have my MDiv and I just okay. was, Boom. I was always carrying around my flashcards, like for mm-hmm. like, two, I think it was like two and a half or three years, however long I took the languages, they were like always in my purse or in my pocket. And it felt so weird when I finished because I didn't yeah. have like flashcards like for the like filler five minutes everywhere mm-hmm. but awesome yeah. so you um, go on oh yeah i i took hebrew a little bit in undergrad just to kind of get familiar with it and it's it's an oh, animal awesome. that's for sure so yeah it, it is a little a little bit different i thought greek was way easier just because mm-hmm. it, i could make more connections but it's kind of fun to get into the nuances and stuff and be able to yeah. translate the bible for yourself so it is. and be it able is. to know the resources to look things at. Mm-hmm. So you, why did you decide you just wanted to have more uh, knowledge base or um, what made you, uh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't catch what, what made you want to um, jump into your MDiv right after you finished your undergrad? Yeah. So um, yeah, I forgot to mention this too. I, so I've been working at a church um, ever since I started working my junior year of college, started interning in student ministry, and then senior year, I transitioned to college ministry. Now I'm back in student ministry working as a, a middle school minister. So I've been kind of back and forth between student and college ministry. And I know um, when I was 16, actually, back to the high school moment, mm-hmm. this calling, I, I felt called to, to lead a church. And so I feel called to lead a church someday in some capacity as, as a lead pastor. And so I know like, 
a seminary degree will be beneficial for that. And obviously not everybody does that, which is fine, but I think it's important to right now I have the resources to, to pursue that education. So I, I just felt it was good for me to do that and to just kind of, uh, fill myself up with some, some more knowledge with that and, and learn more about um, preaching and, and what it means to lead a church. And so, yeah, I always knew though that I wanted to do seminary and I'm kind of just doing it right after college just so I can get through it and then not have to do school again, hopefully. Hey listeners, some of you may have heard a big part of my story on how I started this podcast. During my day job, I get to listen to podcasts all day long as I'm working. One of the things I really enjoy is when I hear about someone's story and their passions on a podcast. And since I'm an avid podcast listener, I wanted to start sharing podcasts and podcast episodes that I've enjoyed and that I think you may as well. This week, I wanted to share with you a podcast called The Relevant Podcast. I found out about this podcast several years ago when I heard my husband listening to it. And I was intrigued by the variety of segments and content from each episode. Join the relevant team as they tackle the intersection of faith and culture like no one else, all with a hilarious twist. In addition to the week's episodes and news and randomness, Cameron String, Jesse Carey, Jamie Ivey, Derek Miner, and Tyler Huckabee are joined by thought-provoking leaders, influencers, and artists that you don't want to miss. I will link the details in the show notes. All right, back to Ben's story. It's a good plan. If you take, I took a few years off and I kind of mm-hmm. had to like re- relearn or re-remember, you know, like how to study for a test and all the paper writing, like timelines and all of that. Yeah. So Awesome. So you mentioned that you are a middle school minister or pastor. What did you say? Yes. Yeah. So I'm in right now. I work in the student ministry as like the middle school pastor. So just started that actually in November. So it's kind of been a, a recently new transition. So I'm just kind of curious, what does that look like in this time of COVID? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. We try to do as much as we can obviously social distancing, just a lot of us trying to find ways to find community. Really what everybody is doing is just trying to figure out how can we still be around people, but in a safe and healthy way. And how Mm -hmm. can we still do things together and not completely isolate ourselves? So it's, it's a lot of canceled events, a lot (laughs) of pivoting, a lot of having to reschedule, a lot of having to replan, restructure things, but we're getting through it and we're trusting that, that God has a plan through it all and that he is sovereign, but definitely excited for when things hopefully get back to, to a quote normal. Yeah. The new normal, whenever that comes. Right. Exactly. Awesome. So I would say from you just sharing your story, I hear that your main passions are um, speaking and teaching and learning, I would say Mm -hmm. sounds like a big one of yours as well. Um, Mm -hmm. Did I summarize that right? Or did I leave something out? Yeah, no, uh, speaking, um, writing, yeah, learning for sure. Um, I think everybody I think leading and is, is a passion. And I think leading and learning go hand in hand, really, if, if somebody wants to be a leader, and honestly, I believe that everybody can be a leader in, in some form or another. I think that really everybody should, should have this desire to constantly be learning and, and becoming a better person. And I think that's the, the process of, of um, I think that's a healthy process of just becoming a better person too. So yeah, definitely learning. I like how you, you threw that in there too. Awesome. Well, I kind of also wanted just to pivot really quick. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that you started a podcast. I think you have, was it the last year that you started it or? Yes. So I started it in March, maybe April, I think April. Okay. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah. So, um, it's called the listening to leaders podcast and I started it, um, in April and it was something where I've always, I've had a desire to have a podcast. Didn't really know how it would come about. Didn't expect it to come about so soon in my life, but it was just something where, 
I, I think it was a lot of quarantine too, kind of gave me the moment to, and, and the time to pursue it, but yeah. it's a podcast that really is, it's based on the foundation of, of the good news of the gospel and the hope that we have in that, but it's based on also, uh, hopefully it has the goal of motivating others, um, and, and Christians, especially to embrace the plan that God has for their lives, but also embrace that, that God has called us all to be leaders and, and to really represent him and to be a light for him. And so um, through it, I just interview other Christian leaders that um, from different areas of life. I, the first interview was actually with a Christian tattoo artist. She's from Tennessee and her story was just fantastic of redemption in her life and just feeling really lost and feeling this calling to tattoo, but that not being something, something that's popular in the you know, in the Christian world during that time. And so she mm -hmm. kind of had to embrace that unique calling. And, and it's also just, I've interviewed some pastors and some authors and um, it's just been a podcast really just birthed out of, okay, as people um, and, and as Christians, we um, really should have this, this um, I mean, our, my main purpose in life and what I believe Christians, our purpose should be is to know God and make him known to others. And so doing that best by learning from other people, listening to other people and growing in that way. And so it's just something that I didn't, I didn't really have a, a understanding or a, a huge, like a clear idea of what it would become, but mm -hmm. it was honestly something I started just putting the videos on YouTube. And um, so I was just like, Hey, then I just realized one day I could do this for um, a podcast and kind of had a friend help me out. And so it was something that really um, just kind of came about, but, but the main, the main goal is to really just point others to the good news of the gospel and the hope that we have um, in Jesus and what he's done for us. And so um, if there was something like a sentence that I could hope that every listener gets out of each episode, it is that God loves them. God cares for them. And hopefully um, it allows them to have a greater understanding and a grasp on who Jesus is and the redemption that that gives us all. But that's kind of a long answer, but that's kind of how everything came about with my podcast. Awesome. Yeah, I, I was able to listen to a, a few episodes be before we chatted. So I wanted to make sure that you kind of shared about that. And as a fellow podcaster, I'm always interested to hear how people, um, you know, started their podcast and, and what were the kind of inspiration. I really like that idea of um, listening to leaders because uh, just growing up in just different sphere, in mm -hmm. different spheres, like in school and in church, because those are kind of my two, two big areas. I had leaders in both, in both sides that definitely had a lot of influence over me and that I learned a lot from. So I just kind of like that whole premise of your podcast of just kind of picking, picking leaders brains and, um, getting to know a little bit about their story and also just get some wisdom for them from them. So I think that's really awesome. Well, thank you, Audrey. I appreciate that. And I appreciate what you're doing in your podcast as well. I love the message of, um, there are no wrong turns. I, I feel like that's something that, also with just hearing other people's stories is really important for people to understand. And I know I put a lot of pressure on myself in my life of feeling like every decision that I need to make needs to be climbing up this ladder and mm -hmm. every decision needs to be correct, quote, correct. Right. And um, I believe that even when we make wrong decisions and when we mess up and make mistakes, there's redemption mm -hmm. and the grace of God is so good that it, it works into the God's greater plan for our life. And so we can have hope and confidence and, and be comforted that even if we're living in a dark season or a season where we feel alone, that our life has purpose and meaning and, and like your, the title of your podcast, no wrong turns. So I, I really um, believe that and, and, love what you're doing with this podcast as well. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. I think we're all just, you know, like one part of like one big story. So even, even when we mess up, that's God still got a backup plan for us. So I think that's yeah. awesome. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to kind of pivot, pivot a little bit and ask if there was any myths that you had heard about your passions, either, uh, as you were approaching them, because kind of up until you were 16, you, you were kind of on the other side. And, mm -hmm. um, even after, as you've kind of developed and grown into your passions, if there's any myths that you hear that you're like, actually guys, that's really not true. Um, mm -hmm. anything you could debunk for us. 
Yeah, I think the, a, a major myth that follows um, just having a passion for writing and for speaking, um, especially in the in the Christian world, but I think also just with the secular world as well, um, being having those type of passions, I think a lot of people immediately, there's a myth of like, um, I think a lot of people have the wrong definition of success and it's not wrong to have achievement and to want to achieve things. But I think especially sometimes a lot of pastors and speakers and Christian writers fall into the, the trap of caring too much about numbers and, and feeling like this myth of having to be this popular person that everybody adores and that has this huge following. And, yeah. and I, I think a lot of what social media has done in our age is, is tell people like, Oh, you need to have all these followers. You need to be um, Instagram famous, TikTok famous, mm -hmm. famous on YouTube, have a thousand views on everything that you do. And that doesn't show success as a leader and it doesn't show success or fulfillment in a life um, mm -hmm. or what you're doing. Um, you can, it's, if you have that, that's fine. That's great use that platform, but really everybody has a platform. And so that's, I think, a myth of like, oh, you have to have this type of following really fulfillment. And, and like what I believe is that my job is to be faithful and it is to be faithful to God and what he's calling me to and to find joy in what I do and find joy no matter where he puts me. I always told myself growing up, this kind of helped me balance things because a lot of times people would hear like, oh, you want to be a speaker? You want to travel around the world. You want to share the good news of the gospel. You want to write books, all this stuff. You want to, mm -hmm. you have a podcast. You're just, you're just, you have an ego. You care all about yourself. And sometimes it's mm -hmm. easy to believe that as a person. And obviously that's something that I pray against every day. And I think everybody should, because it's, you know, as people that are obviously imperfect and can be easy to, to chase after pride. But I used to tell myself, like, would I be okay doing something that I was passionate about or, and what I, I would obviously be okay with that. But also what if I found myself, let's say in Uganda or a third world country doing mission work completely out of my comfort zone, but that was something where I felt God calling me to do it. Would I feel okay doing that? And I had to resonate with if God is calling me there and I'm certain of that, I'll be able to find hope and peace in whatever I do. Mm -hmm. And so it just kind of gave me confirmation in my calling, knowing that like, okay, he's opening doors for a reason. And so um, also I think in an effort, like a lot of people can be afraid of being prideful. So they lean more towards, I'm going to hide and, and not walk through the doors that are being opened for me. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I had to tell myself, like, it's okay to walk through those doors. It's okay to, to take the next step. It's okay to be proud of what you do. You just have to do it for the right reasons. Mm -hmm. And so that was something that I had to fight against the myth of like, you have to be this person. And also just a myth of like having to be okay with who I am and feeling like it's okay not to be this other person, like to see these different leaders. I don't have to be the copy and paste version of that person. And so being okay mm -hmm. with that and fighting against that myth as well. So yeah, those are a few of the myths that I've seen. And I know we'll probably continue to see throughout my life. I think that's really good. And also too, something that I have heard from different leaders and ones that I know personally, and then ones that, um, I just kind of, kind of follow in and, uh, read their stuff of just the idea of you, like you're going to, you are the only you that's, that's ever mm -hmm. going to be. And, yes. mm -hmm. um, I know that, uh, one of my friends, she had started, um, like a book club and I was like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. Like a virtual book club during this time about racial injustice and racial reconciliation. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so good. Like I'm going to be in her book club. But then I had this moment where God was like, Audrey, you can do this too, because I have yeah. a different sphere of influence and a different, you know, sphere of people. And that mm -hmm. really like, uh, I kept that idea to myself for like a day to be like, is this really you God? And and um, then I kind of talked with my friend, I shared the idea with my husband. And then I was like, yeah, I can do this. Like, this is mm -hmm. something um, that I can do in, in my corner of the world. And I really like how you said that, like you, that like the, you can only like, you can be obedient and follow what God wants you to. And at the same time, like you're, you're open and you're, you're following what he's, he's leading you to. 
Yeah. I think a lot of people can, can put it themselves in a box almost, you know, of like, Mm -hmm. they feel trapped inside this box. Like Audrey, you could have easily said, I'm a, I'm a podcast host. So I'm going to stick to leading a podcast, talking with people, just doing podcast episodes. I'm going to stay in this box. You trusted that God was calling you towards something else that's uncomfortable at first, but it's, it's good. I would just say, if you're in a box, get out of the box, do something that's uncomfortable. And if you're completely comfortable all the time with what you do, you're probably not tapping into everything that God wants you to do because oftentimes God is calling us towards uncomfortable things because that's how you make a difference. And that's really how you see him. And you're able to see the comfort that his presence brings in your life. And so Mm -hmm. I think that's awesome, Audrey. And I would just like, as, as leaders, if you want to make a difference, just try to get out of a box. It's so easy to be put into a box to feel like you have to be this certain type of person. And so, uh, step out of the box. Yeah, I think that's good. Awesome. All right. So a lot of us have, um, I mean, we've, we've just heard your story, um, sharing about your passions, about learning, about speaking, writing, um, and I'm just kind of curious for those of, um, for those of, uh, us who are listening, what would be some kind of resources or next steps if people are like, Hey, this kind of resonates with me. And I'm kind of interested in these, uh, in this as well. Um, I'm just curious if you have any suggestions for next steps or resources, whether that's, um, a book or a podcast or something else that I can't think of. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, um, podcast wise there's a podcast out there called head in the clouds by ryan romeo somebody that i've kind of gotten to know a little bit um he was the co-founder of the outcry tour which was just kind of a tour that traveled around a little bit and he's has such a heart for reaching people of of um just trying to understand what it means to chase dreams and to do that in specifically in a in a christian kind of a circle, uh, a sphere. Mm-hmm. And so that's a really good podcast, really talk. I mean, it just covers everything. And, and he's just, he's such a solid and humble leader. And so um, Head in the Clouds by Ryan Romeo is a fantastic podcast that I listen to. There's a book that I'm reading right now called, um, I think it's just called Lead by, um, oh, I can't think of the name. I think Paul David Tripp, maybe, maybe don't hold me to that, Audrey, but I think that's the name of it. You can find out later and I can put it in the show notes. Okay, there we go. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that is a fantastic book. And that's actually kind of where I I just read about this whole misunderstanding of what achievement means versus success. And so that's just Mm. a a fantastic book. I would read that. Um, And just things that help me um, advice wise, I love to journal and journaling to me allows me to be able to see on paper, the journey that God has taken me throughout my life, being able to go back to high school. And, and, um, it was just something, I mean, in, in college, there was a greater pivot towards embracing who I was. And I, I worked for student life camp. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with that, Audrey, it's just kind of a, a summer camp thing. And okay. we would just put on like Christian camps and we kind of traveled around and I was like an MC for that. Um, and that really forced me to step out of my comfort zone because it was different. I mean, we would travel every single week and we would have camps that were just, I mean, it was just a lot of people would come, which was fantastic, but it was forced me to really be out of my comfort zone. And I journaled through that experience and journaled Mm -hmm. what I learned and the mistakes that I made. And so that really helped me. And so journaling helps me and praying to God constantly, just so you can know like what you're doing. A lot of times people, I feel like expect this audible sign of, okay, I'm going to do this. If I hear specifically from God, But we have the opportunity to read scripture every day to hear from him daily and praying to him. We have the opportunity to talk to him. And so it's Mm -hmm. something for me where it's like, I trust, even if there isn't this great moment where I pivot and have this like huge awakening of, Oh, I need to do this. I trust that if I'm constantly seeking God, he will slowly, but surely reveal to me and kind of, I'll just follow after his footsteps for me just by chasing after him. Mm-hmm. And it's not me trying to create my own plan. It's the plan that he's designed uh, for me. And, and he has a plan designed for everybody. So, yeah, but that's so praying, journaling, uh, spending time with God and reading those books. Reading is really good. Mm-hmm. That podcast is really good, but 
that would kind of be um, some of the advice that I would give. Awesome. That sounds like a good start. And we will definitely for sure find out the, the book title and link that in the, the show notes for everyone. Yes, for sure. It's a great book. Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us each week to listen to our awesome guests as they come on and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. I am so humbled and honored that you would choose to download and listen to these conversations every other week. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful. If you haven't had a chance already, can you do me a favor? If you've not already subscribed to the podcast, would you do that in whichever podcast player app you're listening to us on today? If you're already subscribed, thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. It makes a huge difference. If possible, I would love it if you could share the show with a friend because I know I find out about so many different shows through friends' recommendations. And lastly, if you have a chance, can you please leave a rating or review on whichever podcast player app you're listening to us on? Thank you so, so much. These things may seem little subscribing, sharing the show, leaving a rating review, but they can make a huge difference in new listeners finding the No Returns pod. Thank you all so much. Thank you for being here, for listening, and for cheering on the No Returns pod. Thank you for subscribing, sharing, and reviewing the show. All right, back to Ben's story. So before we end, I wanted to ask you a question that we ask everyone who comes on the podcast, and that is what is fueling you today? What is fueling your passion? And that could be anything from a new Netflix show, a coffee drink, a new place that you found to walk around. Um, these are all the, you know, the Corona time activities that we're all doing. Yeah. So uh, what's yeah. fueling you today? So my wife and I actually got a golden retriever a few months ago. So she's adorable. We had rescued her from a shelter. Uh, we got her for $17, which is crazy. What? I know. Um, yeah, was she a puppy? Some... No, she was like four years old. So, oh, wow. But she's so sweet. And so she fuels a lot of what we do. She's just adorable. It's just kind of like she brings a lot of happiness to us. And I know she's, she's a dog, but she's so cute. And also my wife and I just love watching Netflix. We love The Office. We started this new show called Blacklist. It's kind of like this yep. criminal minds thing. And Raymond Reddington from the, uh, Raymond Reddington is a character from The Office, um, Robert California. He's in there, such a good um, character. So we've been kind of watching that. And Star Wars. We just watched all the Star Wars. I'd never seen them from start to finish. And so we watched that to get the storyline and we're watching The Mandalorian right now. So those are wow. a few things that are kind of fueling us during these uh, COVID times. Awesome. It sounds like your content plate is pretty full. That's right. That's <laughs> right. Star Wars fills your plate pretty fast. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, I want you, uh, if, if you want to, to share where people can, can find your podcast can, and can find you if you want to be found online. Yeah. So, um, the name of my podcast is called the listening to leaders podcast. So that's available everywhere, um, Apple, Spotify, and also have an Instagram page um, at listening to leaders. And then um, if you just want to find more information about me, I kind of just have a website that streamlines everything. And that's just benkhewitt.com. And so if you want to reach out, have any questions, I would love to um, be able to have a conversation with you. And so you can kind of do that through the website as well. So those are just kind of a, a few things. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Ben, for your time and for sharing your story and your passions. Yes. Thank you, Audrey. This was a blast. Um, really love what you're doing with this podcast and really encouraged by it. So thanks for letting me come on. It was an honor. Friends, that was a great conversation with Ben. During Ben's story, there were a several things that were takeaways for me. When Ben shared about his big life pivot in the junior of high school, where he heard um, God telling him that he wanted him to pursue becoming a pastor through speaking and through writing, I thought it was so awesome how others were able to surround him and encourage him in this passion and also see this call in his life and just affirm that for him. Another idea that he brought up um, was when he said, I believe that everyone can be a leader in one form or another. And I think that is so true. In my experience, I think that there's always someone either younger or someone in a different season of life or just simply someone who's doing life alongside of you 
that is watching you, whether you know it or not. And from my experience, a leader can take many forms. One being just a simple, being just simply someone that you can look up to and watch and see as an example. I hope that you are all encouraged today from Ben's story and his passions. My prayer is that you consider what God has for you and what he might be leading you to. All right, guys, enjoy your week. If you enjoy this episode, please share it with a friend, and I will see you back here next time with Molly J. Wilkinson, a pastry chef based in Versailles, France. Hey friends, you have just listened to the Norwalk Turns pod with Audrey Hickman Hunter. I'm Audrey and I'm your host, and I'm so happy and honored that you are here and you just listened to this episode. If you like what you're listening to today, make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And we are bringing new shows every other Tuesday. We have awesome guests come on and chat about their story and their passions and how their passions have evolved and grown throughout their story. Subscribe today to the Narrowing Turns pod with me, Audrey Lickman-Hunter, on your podcast player app so that you will never miss an episode. See you next time.